Welcome to the British History Podcast. My name is Jamie. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Without you, this wouldn't have been possible. I know that's kind of cliche, but it is true in this case. Without you behind me, I wouldn't have had the weight to be able to get access to the experts on the Staffordshire Horde, for example. Because you're so dedicated, I'm able to bring you untold and forgotten stories. So I thought it was only right, since this is Christmas, that I thank you. To be honest, the last 18 months have been absolutely incredible, and never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined that something like this could happen. As you probably know, this all started because I needed an outlet for all these stories before I drove all my friends and family away with my incessant babbling. And when I sat in front of my built-in microphone and just started yammering about giant deer, I really thought that, at best, only my parents would begrudgingly listen to it. Now, as it turns out, my parents don't listen to the show, but you do. And through all of this, I've met some wonderful listeners, met some incredible friends, and have managed to land my dream job, telling you stories. I couldn't ask for more. So thank you so much for giving me such a wonderful gift. Now, I thought that I'd take today and respond to a few emails that I've received. First, a number of listeners have been shocked that I haven't come down hard against metal detectorists. Or at least, they've been surprised that I painted in such exciting terms. It's a fair comment. In defense of the dramatic tone, though, well, I'm telling a story. And come on, Terry out there in the middle of thunderstorms finding this stuff is pretty exciting. But ultimately, the reason I'm so positive about it is that we have a legal framework set up to cope with the rise of metal detecting. The fact of the matter is that while in the US it's relatively difficult to find an archaeological site, in the UK you can't build anywhere without digging something up. In fact, my uncle found a couple guns from the Civil War era while building an extension on his house. Now when you consider that and then take into account the fact that people aren't stupid, the fact of the matter is if there's treasure out there, people are going to start looking for it, especially when metal detectors are relatively affordable. So what do you do? Well, the current solution is to create a framework where detectorists are incentivized to report their findings, so as to prevent hoarding, destruction, or other unsavory ways that the objects could be lost. And also, there are metal detectorist societies that share information on both how to find stuff, but also how to do so legally and responsibly. So there are safeguards. Now, would it be better if we had archaeologists out there setting up a grid and marking exactly where everything was and doing everything layer by layer? Of course. Now, in the case of the Staffordshire Horde, chances are there wasn't much to be gained from a method like that because it seems like the Horde was already plowed up. But still, a slow, methodical dig is always preferable. And that's why reporting as soon as you think you've found buried treasure is so important. Early reporting is huge. But the truth of it is, this is an issue of economics. There just aren't enough archaeologists, nor enough funding, to dig up the entire country layer by layer. So for right now, I think the legal framework that's been established is the best solution to the problem. It helps incentivize the discovery of new objects, which we benefit from, largely ensures that they're being reported, and most metal detectorists are well aware of their responsibility and take care when they're out in the field looking for things. So that's why I was so positive about it. That being said, in later episodes, you will hear some advice from experts that's given directly for detectorists on what to do when a potential find has been discovered. While things are going along pretty well, there's always room for improvement. 
So hopefully that answers some of your questions. And I'd like to wrap up this short Christmas episode with an email I got this morning that put a big smile on my face. And this comes from Zoe. Zoe is the student that I mentioned in an episode ages ago, by the way. Anyway, she writes, I wanted to thank you for helping me make up my mind about a few things. Next year, I will be going to college, and lately I've been worrying over what I'm going to study there, and therefore what to do with my life. It was a bit of a split between psychology with an emphasis on child development and history leaning towards archaeology. The recent episodes on the Staffordshire Horde have helped me make up my mind. The whole time I was listening, all I could think was, God, I wish that was me. I think I found my calling. Well, Zoe, I can't express to you how pleased I am by that email. Actually, I immediately showed it to Melissa, which is my version of putting up a good grade on the fridge. Sharing my love of this material is an enormous part of how I define myself. So this was kind of a big deal for me. So thank you, Zoe. That was a fantastic Christmas present. And thank you very much to everyone else who's written to me over the last 18 months to tell me how much they love hearing about British history. It really means a lot to me. And I do love telling you these stories. Oh, and if you'd like to pass on any bits of advice to Zoe before she starts studying for a new career, you can email me at thebritishhistorypodcast at gmail.com and just put something in the subject line along the lines of advice for Zoe. Okay, Merry Christmas, and what are you doing listening to a podcast on Christmas Day? And for that matter, what am I doing recording a podcast on Christmas Day? Get out there, see your family, have a fantastic day, and thanks again for listening. It's been fantastic.